0: Hello, and welcome, everyone, to the
1: podcast. Yes. Oh, man, your delay there really throws me off sometimes.
0: Does it? I apologize. Welcome, welcome,
1: everyone, to the podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just woke up, is my defense.
1: That's entirely fair. Mm-hmm. I will allow it.
0: Yeah, I uh, got out of the shower, and I saw the cat was at the back door. So I'm like, I'm going to let her in. And then I'm, like, going to sit down on the couch and see if she wants to take a nap with me. And she did. She climbed up on my chest. And I'm just about to fall asleep. And I assume I start snoring. And she jumps (laughs) off me. And she's, like, staring at me, like, uh. I'm, like, what what did I do, cat? And then she leaves.
1: You are making scary sounds is what you're doing. Yeah. Tragically, yes. Very true. Hmm. Hmm. Well alright, we have a lot to talk about this week. Do we? <laughs> well, yes. Okay. I'll keep I'll keep it rolling. Starcraft two. Alright. So, uh your guy Maru. What about him? He did alright. He did alright. It was real scary
0: for a minute. Yeah, yeah. Three, four reverse sweep. <laughs>
1: reverse sweep. Oh. He knows how to make his fans sweat, that's for sure.
0: Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's
1: true. Man, when mm-hmm. Trap did the Probe Scout Proxy Tempest stuff, I guess Turkey Dano maybe was the first person who went for that kind of stuff, but
0: I was like, well, Morrow
1: is a dead man. He's in so mm-hmm. much trouble. He's just, he's, you know, bad trades all over the place. He keeps losing stuff, and nothing's dying for the Protoss.
0: hmm hmm
1: And then it was just like, oh, and then he had 15 Vikings, <laughs> one-shotting Tempest. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's how you do that. Alright.
0: Mm-hmm. React to Starport good unit.
1: <laughs> it really is. It seems like he went from, he's just kind of pinking with one or two Vikings and I'm like, well, that's not going to do much. To like,
0: whoa! Oh.
1: One huge volley and all of a sudden the Tempest is dead and I was like, ah, well that's a game changer. Mm-hmm. Yep. So good job by him. Mm-hmm. The two players that we chose are meeting each other in the GSL final.
0: Yeah, I mean, we chose them in the semis, so it's not Terribly surprising that they're meeting in the finals It's not oh. Come
1: on, it was entirely possible that One of us would be wrong
0: I mean, here's, here's the possible. thing I, I want to disagree, but I'm looking at the map Scores, and I'm like, maybe I'm Wrong, <laughs> maybe I, like I, I thought Rogue and Maru were the clear winners But they're both 3-4 so.
1: Yeah, yeah, no They both looked very, very beatable Mm-hmm. Without without question. All right, so they're gonna play, ugh, like three a.m. on a Friday, my time. Wow. I know. Remember when they used to have decent start times for GSL matches? When did they stop doing that?
0: Uh, I don't know. It's six p.m. here. Six thirty p.m. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your side of the world, it's beautiful. It's a mm. wonderful time. Yeah. But uh, hang on. I need to see. Did they do some stuff in this? Bracket that was better for me or not? Let me find out real quick. uh uh No, I really started at that time. I, roughly, yeah, I yeah. started at that time. 1 a.m. Ooh, 5 a.m. is actually the best. Yeah, no. Getting <laughs> over. 2 a.m. Why are the start time? Oh, right, right, right. 3 a.m., 2:30 a.m., 5 a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 1 a.m., and then this one, whatever whatever uh actually am i looking at the wrong one i be looking at the wrong one let's try this again Ahem. uh yep 3 a.m mm-hmm. 3 a.m mm-hmm. 3 a.m a.m all right cool so yeah bottom line i don't know maybe i'll take friday off stay up and watch it's just three's right in the middle of this light do you stay up late and watch it or do you wake <laughs> up early and watch it you know right it's, uh, i don't know what to do if i want to um mm-hmm. yeah i don't know man I do not know cuz like i'd rather stay up mhm but i mean that's hours and hours where it's just <laughs> staying up i'm not actually watching starcraft you know mhm mhm so uh whatever i don't know we'll figure it out i'll think about it
0: and
1: before stay up late, and it turns into one hour long games. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's true.
1: Possible, it's a possibility. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. All right. I'm just gonna wait until I awake at a reasonable hour, And then watch the vod. I'm not. Mm.
1: <laughs> not a bad idea. Yeah. How I mean, how on the ball have they been with uploading the vods from these things?
0: Um, I mean. It's streamed on YouTube, is it not? Right. Is it?
1: Is it streamed live on YouTube?
0: Yeah. Isn't... English? GSL Yeah. I thought
1: they were... GSL's
0: always streamed live on YouTube. What do you want about? Like...
1: Oh, right. GSL is. Yeah. yeah. That's what we're talking about.
0: What the hell did you think? Yeah, you're right.
1: So it should... Uh, ESL. Okay.
0: So... It'll be there, like... Instantly, Instantly.
1: right Good call I think I'll just do that then It won't be too hard to avoid spoilers Just stay off Twitter, don't look at Discord too close Exactly I promise not to spoil you If you promise not to spoil me
0: Sure, I think I can do that Yeah, I think that's fair Mm.
1: Cool, alright, well How are you feeling about Mara winning this?
0: Pretty good Mm -hmm. Okay about as good Scale as I always oh, do. Uh, like a six.
1: Okay. Well, yeah, about standard for Morrow in any match anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to find his group real quick. He had Cure and... No, he had Solar in his group. But again, Solar on super, super big stages. Right. Not what we want him to be. But he did 2-1 Solar. That's all the keys played since the group stage. So. Hmm. I guess he did drop a map to Solar, though. So either that says how good Solar's playing, or maybe Mar is struggling a little bit. I don't know. We'll find out.
0: We will find out.
1: All right. Yeah. Cool. All right.
0: What about Enough. Rogue? You feeling confident on Rogue?
1: Yeah, I am. Mm-hmm. I feel like Rogue plays to his greatest potential most of the time. It's just mm-hmm. every once in a while he does something really stupid, and you're like, Rogue, come on. Like, wasn't it Rogue in the last GSL who went for the stupid drone drill Zergling thing against Trap or someone? Yeah. Totally fell apart. I was like in a position where he he didn't need to do it. I don't know. It was bad. Got totally scouted and completely shut down. Everybody was like, Rogue, buddy. (laughs) Come on. It's just, it's such an anticlimactic way to lose. Mm -hmm. Because it's, you put all your eggs in this one basket and then the basket falls out of your hands and everything smashes on the ground and it's over it's very fast yeah it's it's not like (laughs) oh it failed let's see if you can recover it's like nope GG
0: (laughs) it's like losing because purgles know how to wall yes
1: that it's yeah it's embarrassing to lose to it at this point like you basically have to not see it at all Mm -hmm. and also not know how to wall Mm -hmm. at all so Mm -hmm. uh, it was really fun while it lasted Mm-hmm. like it was kind of a cool thing to see jump onto the scene but uh at this point i really don't ever want to see it again
0: mm. Fair even
1: if it wins it's not really exciting it's just like ooh, we got in and everything died gg is like mm. <laughs> it's very fast it's a very fast strategy that way
0: it, it's cheese it's supposed to work like that <laughs> it
1: is but it's so much faster than everything else i feel like like even proxies take a while to play out Right? It's not like, oh, shut up with the uh, the proxy and GG. I guess sometimes that happens. But a lot of the time, it's like, okay, the player's getting proxied, can fight back, and try to get some stuff, and it's this back and forth thing for a little bit. Sure. Anyway. And cannon rushes are also not exactly fast, either. Not Mm, a lot of the time. No. Anywho. Yeah, I'd say I'd put Rogan about an 8. I'm feeling good about him.
0: Fair enough. Fair so enough. we'll
1: talk, talk about the winner next week. Yeah. So don't spoil yourself before the pod. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm yeah. sure somebody who listens is just like, I don't really ever watch it. and just, If it comes up on the podcast, it does. But hey, mm-hmm. so maybe they will be surprised. i like,
0: ah, oh, wow, nice job, Rogue. Yeah, nice maybe. Job, Rogue. That's none's our chance. <laughs>
1: yes. Uh. All right. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we both did a bit of TV watchings over the last week.
0: Yeah, I have watched a bunch of TV.
1: Yeah, so I watched all six episodes that are available for VV Fluorite Eyes song.
0: Oh yeah, I and I watched an all the available episodes
1: there. for eighty six. You
0: might be an episode ahead of me on that as well.
1: Yeah, I just I had some time yesterday and I was like, let's give these a shot, and both of them like really sucked me in. So
0: yeah, they're both really good, aren't they?
1: Yeah. I really think they are. So which do you want to talk about these or you to talk about Invincible first?
0: Uh let's talk about these because you already rolled them up. Um, Alright, cool. Which one do you prefer so far?
1: Man, I like both of them for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. So I was gonna say I think 86 has more heart, but like Vivi's all about robots, so <laughs> it's not a fair comparison. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, it's <laughs> all about robots. But there's a lot of oh god, that character, like the characters, like the on the the space hotel, <laughs> and the like the, yeah. the, the girl, and she's yes. like, oh, you're the robot my sister found and befriended, and it's like, right. oh god, my heart.
1: <laughs> right, there are moments for mm-hmm. sure. But I'm just saying the protagonists are all robots and ostensibly don't have any emotions, but now we have to define what an emotion is because they have directives that they're trying to fulfill and it leads them to value certain things. And is that what emotions are is valuing something? I don't know, man. It's, mm. it gets confusing in my brain.
0: I'm like, well, oh, do
1: they have emotions or not?
0: I mean, one of the robots in the show gets married or at least yes. she's in it for like four seconds to, but...
1: to fulfill the directive of making people happy. <laughs> like That's what it was. <laughs> that's what she says. She's like, for 15 years, I've been a hospital robot. And uh, my directive was to, you know, keep people alive and make them happy. And I'll change, you know, I can change that to make you happy from now on. That sounds great. And he's like, awesome. That's incredibly romantic.
0: (laughs) Amen. It fits her directive, like her mission statement. But does that mean it's not what she also wants? Uh, That's the question, right? (laughs) Right.
1: Are the robots only fulfilling directives or they have their own true wants and desires outside of that? So I guess those are people who have not watched this show. Just a quick rundown. It's the world where there is AI. There are robots. They do everywhere. They do have a certain amount of sentience. They do have Mm self-awareness. Yep. Uh, And initially when they created these robots, humanity tried to give them multiple different directives at once. They tried to like... Basically make them as human as possible, right? You take care of children and you have a job and you have friendships and you you know take care of the yard and stuff. But the robots couldn't handle that. They completely failed. Mm-hmm. So they made a rule that you can only give a robot one directive and that's all they have for their whole lives. So you have a singing robot who's the protagonist. Mm-hmm. You have you know healthcare robots, which just take care of the physical needs of people. You have greeter robots and uh, mm-hmm. robots that can run hotels, apparently, mm-hmm. which... Feels like more than one directive But if you boil it down I guess it's just one
0: um, So they, they kind of start skirting that Because technically her directive yeah. Was to keep people alive As a life right. care worker A life worker or something yep. um, And so running a hotel Was tangential to that Because the hotel's in space So <laughs> keeping yeah. keep and- everyone alive in space Is really what she's doing <laughs> Running a hotel is just how she does it <laughs>
1: Yes. So right, they skirt around it. They kind of are a little bit wobbly timey-wimey on mm-hmm. the, speaking of timey-wimey on the on the rules there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, our protagonist is a robot who literally sings at a theme park in mm-hmm. in future earth. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting too is you would think if you built a singing robot, they'd just be amazing at singing. Mm. But, like, she has to get better at it, right? <laughs> um, or, because, like, mm. she keeps talking about how she wants a bigger audience and she wants to sing on the main stage one day. Mm-hmm. But if she never improves or gets any worse, then it's just like, I sure hope people randomly decide to come watch me, you know?
0: Uh Yeah, kind of. I mean, it, it, they never explicitly state that she's a bad singer. No. And- at any they point, don't. right? They just right. people are not strictly interested in someone who just sings, like as an attraction that's not particularly interesting cuz they make a deal that she's the first android that's fully autonomous basically. Like it doesn't need to be checked up on by other robots. It doesn't need to get uh, like directives head butted into her like when things change at the park.
1: Right, right, right. But yeah, she like, has enough autonomy and self-awareness to adapt within her own directive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's more of an experiment of can we make a robot that eventually tunes itself to be more interesting to people? And the answer is yes, sort of. Right.
1: Yeah. Uh, sort of. Turns out. Yeah. We we discover. So anyway, so she's just doing her thing. Uh, she's made. Friends with a little girl who comes and sees her. It's like her Only Fan. It's really adorable. Mm-hmm. Gives her, a and bear. then yeah, gives her a little bear. She like gives her a pep talk. She's like, I want you to can't remember. Does she tell her to sing with more heart? Is that where that idea comes from?
0: Yeah, sing with all your heart. Okay. <laughs> See, that's the other thing. <laughs> like, how is she supposed to do that?
1: Either she can or she was programmed with the ability to sing in a way that makes it seem like she's singing with heart, or she wasn't
0: or it's or she she, can choose to or she gains a heart through her friendships and her connections with people and then she's able to sing with it
1: right and so that's how we blur the lines between human and robot in this show yeah so the conceit of the show is that uh ai comes into her life that claims to be from the far-flung hundred years in the future Mm -hmm. where ai has risen up against humanity and murder them all because that's how ai always does it in stories Mm
0: -hmm. there's
1: never a story where ai humanity lives together in peace and harmony forever Mm. i can't think of a single one Uh, uh it's like sometimes they have rebellions and then like they fix it right but i'm just saying as far as the relationships between robots and humans i don't think any science fiction has ever been like It starts out great, it goes great, and it ends great forever, you know?
0: Probably because that's a boring story.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, you're right. Probably because there's no reason (laughs) to do that. So, Anywho, so he comes, you know, proclaiming... I keep saying this because I don't trust him at all. It's a fast-talking little cube Mm -hmm. who can inhabit the little bear that our protagonist, that Vivi, is given from her friend. Mm -hmm. Apparently bear is a robot bear so really? it's not i thought it was just a stuffed bear but then all of a sudden it's like running around and oh okay so first it's
0: it's a bear it's a robot it's a bear, robot bear. Yeah. yeah
1: so he inhabits the bear for the most part we see him as this little cuddly fuzzy bear he complains that it's itchy which i think is interesting too mm. Why would why would a robot bear be created with like Feeling receptors on the outside. I don't understand. Anyway, mm. so he's he says this happens in a hundred years. I was sent back by somebody specifically to hire you to stop it from happening mm-hmm. because you are. Does she say that she's the only one? She's that the is,
0: only one whose body hasn't degraded in a hundred years because yeah, she is her, the experiment to have her be a great singer. F- fails and so as the right. first of her kind they put her in display on a museum and so he knows that in a normal timeline she will always still be there to get back up and keep going at the next like uh nexus point or whatever in time <laughs> right with yeah 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 Yeah.
1: right so she's the he says that she's the only one That can do this because she exists throughout this entire hundred year period. Yeah. That's where she lives. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So he's basically like, we need to do stuff. It's very episodic that way. He's like, we need to stop this thing from happening. And hopefully what that will do is prevent this massacre. Hundred years into the future where all humans die. Mm. And he totally plays on her directive. Because her directive is technically to sing. Mm-hmm. and then make people happy but tangentially if they're dead then no, she can't exactly. do that
0: <laughs> yeah so,
1: so she kind of like packs it into her singing directive and turns it into save all humans kind of a thing mm-hmm. which makes sense i can roll with that
0: yeah it's a good um robot lesson where it's like what you program to do what what you i had in mind when you programmed them is not exactly how you programmed them right yeah like, yeah good
1: yeah like it. it's good it's really good so anyway uh, uh, like one of the things there's a space hotel
0: mm-hmm.
1: first of its kind and it crashes to earth
0: mm-hmm. and
1: there's people on board and they die and it turns into this huge anti-robot sentiment mm-hmm. which then flips because there's so much anti-robot sentiment that some people want to defend AI and it turns into a thing But yeah, I mean, that was the first indication I had that what Matsumoto was trying to do was impossible, right? Mm. Did you ever have that thought? Like, it just feels like no matter what he tries, it doesn't work?
0: I mean, he makes the line about you can't throw a pebble into a river and change the course or whatever. He does. And yeah. so I can see that no, none of these individual events are going to reshape the future in its totality, but eventually you might make a change. You might not change the future uh, where there is no AI, or they stop progressing AI development at all, but you might advert the murder apocalypse.
1: Right. It's possible. I don't know. I just, again, I don't trust him. I, he's just too fast-talking for me. Mm-hmm. Like, he talks so fast that I'm a fast reader. His mm-hmm. subtitles are gone. They <laughs> show up and they're gone. <laughs> he's the fastest-talking character I've ever seen in an anime. I'm not saying he's the fastest, because I haven't watched a lot. I'm just saying he is mm-hmm. the one that I've seen.
0: Yeah, he's pretty zippy. He's zippy.
1: Yeah. I oh. Wheatley.
0: <laughs> Except, smarter? <laughs> Except what? Wheatley, but smarter.
1: Yeah. Or at least appears, you know, has the appearance to be smarter.
0: Hmm.
1: anyway. But I just, I don't know, like, he shows her video of, like, what happens in the future. Right? Mm-hmm. I can be doctored. There's no way that's impossible to fake. You know? Hmm. So I don't know. So what you end up with is two robots working together to save the future of humanity. It's it's fun. I like it.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's good.
1: I All like, right. too, that every episode he shows up and it's like, it's been 15 years. <laughs> right. And yeah. it's funny because, like, the protagonist, she hasn't age because she's a robot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh. So
1: our normal sense of progression of time is totally ruined. Mm-hmm. She's been wearing the same clothes. It's just like, I don't know, what does she care?
0: Mm. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Please it's good yourself. <laughs> I love <laughs> <laughs> uh, she is yeah. not necessarily a willing participant in their adventures at first and believes that this other robot is a per- uh, virus, and keeps telling it just to remove itself, please.: Yeah.: <laughs> uh, It's a great way to deal with viruses on the computer.
1: It is. Just ask it to go away. Yep. Totally works.
0: 100 percent of the time.:
1: <laughs> Anyway, recommended, it's on Funimation. Mhm. Cool. So, uh, Eighty six. Eighty six. Oh, 86 is good.
0: Eighty six, is so good.
1: Eighty six is good. So again, futuristic society. Uh, we have a a city or a country, or it's all the same thing. I don't really know who's defending mm-hmm. itself from invaders.
0: Mm-hmm. The legion. Uh, these,
1: yeah, the legion. These autonomous drone invaders. Although that. We'll get there in a second. (laughs) And they're defending themselves with what they tell the public is their own drone autonomous fighter Mm -hmm. robots. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And there are commanders inside the city that communicate by voice out Mm -hmm. to different uh, platoons out Mm -hmm. on the outskirts that are defending. Mm -hmm. Uh, And yeah, they, you know, give them tactical analysis. They give them orders. They try to help them fight the best that they can.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And they make a big deal about the fact that there have been no casualties in these battles. You know, we held off a force of 8,000 enemy troops. We lost nobody. This mm-hmm. is the greatest system anyone's ever set up. Yeah. And everyone's real happy.
0: Yeah. Every, no, nothing wrong with anything that this guy's just said. Um, nope. No, Nobody ever dies. Um, definitely. It's the future of war. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're also very lax on their training of their own ca- cadets Because, well, the war's going to be over in two years Because these Legion bots They were programmed with like a five-year lifespan or something To shut mm-hmm. down And they're three years into the war So you don't actually need to worry about Training your military cadets all that well for strategic knowledge Because the war's going to be over by the time they graduate Guaranteed exactly. 100%
1: yep bingo
0: bingo um so the surprise plot twist is that the unmanned drones are not unmanned yeah (laughs) they are quite piloted (laughs) quite piloted Uh, yes by peoples by peoples um how would you describe these peoples (laughs) Falcon?
1: they have color they have different hair color and eye color and stuff it's amazing (laughs) Because I totally noticed that before they even brought it up in the mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. Because all the people in the, you know, the glistening city, they all have white platinum hair. Yeah. And white eyes, and everything is whitewashed. Yeah. And then they show us these people out in their barracks, ready for the next battle. And I was like, oh, oh, different eye colors and hair colors do exist in this universe. hmm Huh.
0: They're all just forced to live outside in internment camps and a press gained into fighting a war <laughs> yep good yeah. times good times bad times
1: <laughs> so our protagonist in this show i i do not know her name at all
0: uh neither do i i don't remember her name uh handler one
1: yes handler one yep i wonder if there's a Something I can... No. Crunchyroll does not help me with names at all here. That's fine. Handler one. Mm -hmm. She's apparently the only... I mean, the only person that we've run into in this whole society that actually cares about these people on the front lines.
0: It's true. At all. Yep.
1: And, uh, yeah. So she basically tries her best to make her... Squad. What is it? Lena. Lena. Thank you. Lena. She tries her best to make her squad feel like they're human and that she cares about them, but every other handler they've ever had doesn't give a crap, so... You know, why Mm -hmm. would they trust this one? You know,
0: right. And they've, (laughs) they've, this particular group of combatants has uh, driven all of their previous handlers to like quit or kill themselves. Yeah, at least away. But yeah, a couple
1: of them have committed suicide after resigning this post. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Which is impressive (laughs) to say the least. Yeah.
1: So they, yeah, so they introduced us to this. You know, this squad of people. They've got their own uh, their own Levi. Levi Ackerman is in this show. The mm-hmm. Undertaker. He's, yep, he's this broody, inscrutable leader of everyone who has amazing fighting skills and is way better than everybody else at everything. <laughs> just Levi in a mech. <laughs> that's, that's where I ended with him. Yeah. Definitely. So yeah, he goes by Undertaker. Yeah, And he's the one. Whatever group he is personally in, the Mm -hmm. handler of that group ends up quitting pretty quickly or committing suicide. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just... uh, It's good. So, basically, what happened was this war became inevitable. I do want to point out that the opposing nation whose robots are attacking them got wiped out by their own robots. Yes. Which, again... (laughs) (laughs) future of of, of, of automation you guys is the robots are going to kill us all Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. so Mm
1: -hmm. yeah so that's why the robots don't have the ability apparently they believe the robots don't have the ability to prepare themselves
0: Mm. uh
1: so they're all going to expire in a couple years which i don't know you feel like that's true uh no (laughs) yeah me neither
0: i feel like the show goes like one of two ways right like mm. either in two years time the robots aren't shut down or they do shut down and then all of these second-class citizens that they've made to fight their wars are the only ones who are piloting mechs at the moment <laughs> and mm. they're not particularly happily happy with their handles and you have a whole nother war going
1: hmm maybe 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 Yeah, so anyway, uh, so our protagonist, Lena, Mm -hmm. is trying her very best to make her people feel like she cares about them. But, I don't know, she's in her ivory tower. She's safe. She's Mm -hmm. not in any way, you know, in trouble. Mm -hmm. They're going to resent her for that regardless. Even if she's not personally responsible for putting them in that situation. Mm -hmm. And even if she feels for them, it doesn't change anything about the reality of what they're doing, you know? Right. So,
0: that's it's gonna they're be interesting bum. to see how it goes. Yeah, so
1: what's the you, last thing you saw? Uh,
0: I saw episode three, I don't want to die, which is kay. where they basically chastise her for being yeah. for like never even asking their real names and um, kind of bringing up the what is essentially a joke to them, which is after your four years' service or whatever, you get to retire from the military, which is probably in no way true, right? Like. Right. You don't get to just leave because you've survived four years of fighting. You, yeah. You can go back to the internment camp, but mm, for a sex to doubt, they'll let you stay there.
1: Yeah. Or I was thinking, too, maybe they just die. Maybe it's it's so dangerous, it's impossible for anyone to live for the four years oh. to the end of it, right? Yeah.
0: That's also entirely likely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's what I was thinking. It was more. But then you have Levi. He was unkillable, so who knows. <laughs> what I like about it, too, is that he's just driving a mech. It's, like, it's, not, it's not like he's pushing his mech to the limits of what it can do when no one else can do the same thing. I don't know. I just I have a harder time understanding the concept of making a machine do something that no one else can make it do, you know? Mm. But
0: like, like if someone was dominant in Formula One for a really long time or something?
1: Yeah. Right Do we, I mean, yeah, I don't know Basically car racing is the biggest analog that we have for sure
0: Right, well, I don't know I don't know Tank
1: Anyway (laughs) Maybe Well, so what happens in episode three is We spend a lot of time with, you know, Lena and the group They're talking, they're Mm -hmm. all connected through Mm -hmm. The power raid It's a Discord chat that they're in
0: Yeah, it's a Discord earring Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: so everyone's connected they all can hear each other they all talk to each other and mm-hmm. it seems like she's really ingratiating herself with the group uh, they're opening up to her she's telling them stuff and then there's a battle and one of their group dies mm-hmm. and Lena's just inconsolable about it she's just like I'm so sorry You know, she's, when working to get these uh, maps that she can use and help them mm-hmm. or use to help them fight better
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And she's mad because maybe if she'd had the map earlier, she would have been able to help this person not run into the problem that she ran into and get murdered. Right. And the the response to this, I think it's Undertaker who's dressing her down, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So Undertaker, who's been very quiet, doesn't really talk all that much, doesn't even really pet the cat, right? He's really withdrawn. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the one that goes off on about how, you know, you don't even know our names, you pretend to care about us, but you don't really.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: uh, Don't act like you're one of us, you're not. You know? Mm, Right. So what makes me wonder, is that the... Is that the thing that made previous handlers quit?
0: Um.
1: Because... I don't feel like that would work unless they really cared about them. And nobody I, does, as far as we know.
0: Uh, I would assume it's a different tactic for each handler. Um, no yeah, handle okay. is the same, so you got to work it differently. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Anyway, is great. Characters are good. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Highly recommend it. it. Yes. It's hard to get super attached to anybody in the squad because I feel like any of them could die at any point.
0: (laughs) Right. It's a little, yep. (laughs)
1: Yeah, because they have not been afraid to do that so far. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah, that one's on Crunchyroll. Check it out.
0: Check it out. And Invincible.
1: Invincible!
0: Yeah. (sighs) Yeah.
1: What a season
0: Yeah <laughs> That's uh yeah Um Where do even start
1: I know right it gets it started So I mean the first episode is Very boiler pr- boilerplate Superhero origin story stuff right
0: mm-hmm.
1: you Got a kid His dad is Superman On earth
0: mm-hmm. uh, There's other
1: superheroes running around as well So it's basically a Justice League kind of scenario Mm-hmm he really wants to get his own powers the fact that his dad is superman seems to imply that there's a good chance this is happening but he's like 17 and nothing's happened yet so he's pretty bummed about this
0: Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. and then without really even waiting too long he throws a trash can in, or a trash bag into outer space and he's got powers
0: yeah so, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not like we had to
1: <laughs> work too much on it
0: no he just kind of gets it um
1: yeah, and so we're like, all right, so this is basically a Spider-Man story in a lot of ways, right? hmm
0: mm-hmm.
1: And then this episode ends with all the heroes part of the Justice League, which are called the Guardians of...
0: The Guardians oh. of the Globe.
1: Globe, thank you. Guardians of the Globe. They all get a summons back to headquarters, and Superman murders everyone. Yep. In an incredibly brutal sequence with characters that we've spent some time with
0: a little bit of time yeah
1: yeah well there's a mission where they're defending the white house from an attack and we get to see their powers and how they interact with each other and they're working well and we're like okay all right i'm on board we've got Mm -hmm, a flash mm -hmm. analog and got kind of a wonder woman here and all right this is cool and then they're all dead which yeah brutally Mm -hmm. murdered Mm -hmm. in yeah, and an amazing, amazing hook for episode one, right? Of a show. So yeah, that's an that's a kind of uh, again fairly standard <laughs> <laughs> first forty minutes, and then it goes nuts.
0: Mhm. Mm-hmm. Um. So, can I just say I love the occasional. Uh, glimpses because the show opens with uh, two guards at the White House like talking and one of them has got like an emo son that doesn't really like him all that much and then (laughs) it's like a couple episodes later there's a scene with him and his son are at Buckingham Palace and then the trash bag that Invincible (laughs) threw into space crash lands on them (laughs) yes (laughs) there are good moments yeah Yeah. and then there's a moment with the kid and one of his friends and they're digging up a mortal and he's like my dad could get fired for this and it's like oh right you're the kid right like you're you're still alive you're still doing stuff right like it's just this (laughs) tiny little unimportant character that they keep coming back to yeah Uh, that is funny so I've I've been enjoying that like that's a neat little thing but okay so season finale um
1: So, okay, but to set this up real quick, all season, the question is, why did he do that?
0: Oh, yes. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Why did Omni-Man, why did our Superman, who's apparently been working with these people for a long time without any problem, Mm -hmm. suddenly Mm -hmm. decide to go nuts on them and murder them all?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: He refuses. He doesn't talk about it with anybody. Mm -hmm. Like, his wife discovers what happened and asks him point blank and he won't tell her. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what? Why? What is happening? Yeah, and then finally, in the last season, we get there. But
0: in the last episode, um, last episode, yeah, yeah. So I kind of saw this coming a tiny little bit, mm. um, only because there's one line that sticks out in my entire head throughout the like while I was watching the thing, when the. I don't remember what they're called. The the aliens from the who age really fast. They come through like a portal in New York and start invading.
1: Oh right, yeah, Yeah. from a different dimension where where time runs more quickly. Right, right, right.
0: right. Um, Omni Man goes and kills them all, and he goes, "I don't think you get it. Earth's not yours to conquer." Yeah, that line really sticks because it's his to conquer. (laughs)
1: That's the implication, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean it could also not mean that.
0: It could, but I mean, I felt like it really stuck out.
1: And
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. because well, yeah, that is what it means. He's,
1: like mercilessly murdering that entire planet.
0: Mhm. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, he's not when I yeah, when I say he's Superman, he's not. He doesn't have like Superman values.
0: Don't know. No. Talk about that's skill that's set it. here.
1: Yes, although he doesn't have laser eyes and he doesn't
0: have his breath. It's not specific. It's the position. Uh, he is the unstoppable, um, the unstoppable force. The the guy yeah. at the top of the food chain. No matter what other heroes there are.
1: Yes, and there's no kryptonite in this universe either, as far as we know.
0: No, but he he's also i would say weaker than superman physically right like superman needs kryptonite otherwise you just can't hurt him ever Uh, the
1: only thing that hurts him is another vitramite though no i mean
0: uh no he can he can be hurt by other people like the Flash's punches really did a number on his chest right
1: oh that's true yeah that that on the first episode and
0: the immortal like gouged his eyes out almost right like he he takes punches, he gets a nosebleed from an orbital laser cannon. Right. <laughs> that's <true. laughs>
1: All that for a drop of
0: blood. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh so he can be hurt. It's just incredibly difficult. Right.
1: Yes. No, that's fair. That's very fair.
0: But it's about the position, the the idea that he is on top of everyone else, as Superman is in the um Justice League. The Justice League. DC Comics universe. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. Anyway, so in the final episode, uh, he basically confronts his son and tells him, so I come from a race. Uh, We, at one point in our history, had a giant battle royale. Mm -hmm. Everyone tried to murder everyone, which Mm -hmm. is like, how do you even organize that? (laughs) All right, guys, May 15th. 3 p.m. Everyone go outside and start killing.
0: Yeah. Uh, how do you determine when to stop as well? It's like. What if people didn't want to participate? Like, then, then they die. They're weak. What if, I mean, what
1: if they ran? I'm just saying, there might be like refugees somewhere.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That could be
1: interesting, actually. Um, like a, a peaceable faction of Vitramites that just bailed on when all that happened.
0: It's possible. I just. I doubt it because of the the intergalactic program guy who's there to make sure Earth has a defender. Yeah, uh, Alan, he, yeah he, he doesn't seem like there's any Viltrumites doing anything positive anywhere in the universe ever.
1: He he would know. Yeah, yeah. you're probably right. Agreed. Okay. So anyway, so they do that. Yeah. They become, they, so they have half their population left over and a big pile of bodies.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, which, man, cleaning that up seems like it would take a little bit of time. Uh... So they decide now that they are the strongest mm-hmm. than they were they're going to conquer the galaxy mm-hmm. so they have a program where they send one vitramite to a planet to weaken it for the eventual invasion
0: mm-hmm. which, seems, which um, seems like a bad plan to be honest
1: I think so too honestly
0: yeah it's like one we know Omni-Man can just destroy an entire planet by himself, right? Like, he can kill everyone here if he wanted. Yep. So, sending one to weaken it so that the invasion has an easier time doesn't make any sense, because he is the invasion.
1: He sure is at this point.
0: <laughs> right? Like, yeah. if, if he's the average strength of a Vitramite, surely once the invasion force rolls up, it's just an unwinnable situation it's for alright. any planet, right?
1: Yeah. Well, he's... I mean, he's among the elite, Right? Yeah. He sure. was chosen for this special program. So. Sure.
0: It's true. But so I don't know. Still... You could
1: be right. Either way, he's, yeah. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> what, <laughs> it's just, it makes it very clear he's not human mm-hmm. a bunch of times in the season. But he's like, Mark, my son, mm-hmm. uh, you're not
0: human. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you're a vitramite, which means you're better than everybody else. It's true and join with me we're gonna conquer earth and it'll be awesome yeah he's like smile like let's do this and mark's like what the hell what is going on he responds extremely poorly Uh to the idea that all of his friends and loved ones are lesser than he is and will be conquered by an evading alien force that he's going to help
0: (laughs) (laughs) he he also finds out that um He's going to outlive everyone as well. Yeah, that's
1: oh, that's even funner because that's what that's the logical path that Omni Man tries to take here. He's like, look, you can't care about these people.
0: Mm-hmm. They'll
1: all be dead, and you'll look like you're thirty.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You can't care about them, and then he drops the bomb that, like, uh, I love your mother. She's as- like a pet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> like. Oh, Yeah, brutal. The most emotionally damaging line in the entire show.
0: Oh, probably, yeah.
1: Yeah. Because, whatever. There's a... We haven't talked about Cecil yet, but Cecil basically runs this some kind of... Shield. He's Nick Fury, He's Nick Fury, yeah. He's Nick Fury who is under the very entirely correct assumption that Superman's going to go nuts one day and try to kill them all.
0: Mm -hmm. Well... Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's what he's been working on his whole life. Uh, at least <laughs> the last 15 years, right?
0: Well, n- no. like He's been working on that since he slaughtered the Guardians of the Globe.
1: Well, he's got projects that he started before then, True, right?
0: But I don't think they were necessarily intended for Omni-Man before that. Right? I think
1: he for sure was preparing for Omni-Man to want to murder them all. I'm I, sure that was one of the things he was worried about. Uh,
0: I'm I'm sure there was, like, a... It's a possibility, but after that, it was like, all right, we're switching gears. It's not on the back burner anymore. It is... Yeah, that's what... Well, yes, for it sure. It is Nightmares scenario, Code Omega. Let's roll. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, so
1: he's got spy drones, and he's basically watching the Omni-Man-Mark conversation while this is happening. hmm And poor... Mark's mom and Omni-Man's wife is in there. Mm-hmm. Anyway.
0: Omni-Man's pet, please.
1: <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Mm-hmm.
0: uh,
1: So what it turns into at that point in the final episode is a battle of wills. It's not about physical prowess because Omni-Man can absolutely beat the ever-loving shit out of Invincible, Mark. Uh-huh.
0: Yep.
1: It's not even close. Not even like, close. Mark needs some kind of training. Like, I know that Omni-Man gave him like 10 minutes of flight training once, but man alive, he cannot fight to save his life. (laughs) We see him time and time again fail miserably Mm -hmm. at trying to stop people from doing stuff, enemies. Anyway, he's bad at it. Yep. So Omni-Man beats the crap out of him. But Omni-Man doesn't want to just beat the crap out of him. He doesn't want to kill him. He wants him to... Join him he wants him to rule by his side Because he's his son
0: Mm.
1: Mark's like no I'm not Doing it even if you knock all my teeth out And smash me into a mountain
0: I love that it's the Fact that his teeth are knocked out That gets Omni-Man to stop He has like a flashback to them playing Baseball or whatever and it's like oh right You had no teeth at one point you have no teeth Now look at how that reminds me of my History
1: (laughs) When you were six yeah Yeah that's great so yeah, at the end of it, Omni-Man basically either has the realization that Mark's not going to give in,
0: mm-hmm. or
1: catches some human feelings, <laughs> and either way is like, I'm not comfortable being here anymore, and gets out of there, flies off, leaves Just the planet.
0: Leaves the solar system, yeah.
1: Yeah, the whole solar system bails. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> Mark, for the second time in the season, is very much almost dead. Mm-hmm. Ends up in the hospital for weeks, unconscious, and then recovers 100.
0: Yeah, like literally flawless reco- recovery. Like no scars. Yeah. His teeth no, either grew, teeth. <laughs> grew back or their implants. I um,
1: really want them to. I really want them to address this at some point because he what? keeps getting his teeth knocked out
0: and then they're back. <laughs> one day. One, one day in the next season, he's gonna be like, "All right, time for bed." And he just takes his teeth out, puts them in the glass. <laughs> because
1: <laughs> like everything else sure everything else fixing and healing wonderful but the teeth man
0: what do they do with the teeth filter my teeth here back they're like shots
1: i guess I, yes, fine if that's the answer i accept it i just need them to address it but right. and the other thing we talked about in the discord you like your healing factor is you heal to 100% over weeks and weeks In a hospital while you're unconscious
0: right, with It's meta- good with But meta- it's not yeah. incredible <laughs> I mean it is significantly better than every Almost everyone Like every normal human Because normal it humans is. it's like You were in the hospital for six months And you you're will live with same. with Medication and Six week hospital check ins Just to make sure you don't die uh, Yes so he, It is Way better, But on the superhero scale, it kind of sucks It's not exactly a premier super pal no. no
1: So I hope it gets better, is all I'm saying I would just like him to either become more durable Or have his healing factor increased In some way, because it sucks right now <laughs> <laughs> Poor Mark
0: I, I don't think his healing factor will get any better It'll just be what it is Because after the fight with the Guardians uh, Omni-Man was in the hospital For a few days and he was less hurt than that, I feel. Yeah, so,
1: he was kinda of, kinda of faking it a little bit too.
0: He was in a coma.
1: How do they know? Can they can they monitor Vitramite brainwaves accurately?
0: Well he wasn't waking up.
1: Okay. Maybe <laughs> well, he was pretending. He was just laying there with his eyes closed. <laughs>
0: Uh, no, he was, in a, he was in a coma Like,
1: How do we determine what a coma is, Somicron?
0: I don't know, medically But mm. he, if, like, if he was just laying there They would have lifted his eyelids, shined a light And saw responses Like, You can't fake You can't control his pupils dilating
1: He's right. not human He's a vitramite You
0: don't know You don't know that either I'm know, right. You don't know right. that he can. He was right. in a karma. Mm. For all intents and purposes, they explicitly say he's in a karma, right? Mm. And that he was. We have to assume he was actually in the karma.
1: Well, that's what they believe. That's mm. all I'm saying.
0: Well, like, why? What would be the purpose of faking it for so long?
1: To make it seem like he. You know, he suffered almost as much as the people that died did. It makes him if, look better if he's right. in a coma for a while.
0: But the entire, like all the time, he's faking being in a coma. The only piece of evidence that can prove that he did it is sitting somewhere in the hospital waiting to be examined. If he just didn't fake he was in a coma, he could take the only piece of information that could tend to him and do something a bit better than hide it in a bag on on top of a cupboard. Right?
1: I mean, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> One hundred.
0: If you fake you're in a coma, that like the government might do research on it and you know figure it out while you're pretending to be asleep for some reason.
1: Sure, possibly. Anyway, we're spending way too much time on this. Sure. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah. So I mean, that's the basic storyline. There's a whole bunch of secondary stories in there as well. Uh, Mark tries to date someone Mm
0: -hmm. who
1: apparently. (laughs) Is <laughs> nice, Aki. <laughs> so this person that Mark dates, Amber, is apparently the only person in capable of figuring out that somebody in their life is a superhero.
0: Um,
1: because Mark has a best friend
0: mm-hmm.
1: who <laughs> has no idea.
0: To be fair, he see, he like talks to that best friend all of like three times in the entire season before he figures out that he's a, a Superman, a superhero. Right, like, yes. that's you know, okay. He doesn't get it. I sure, but they don't really have a friendship. <laughs> uh, I think Amber gets it because she gets because um, Adam Eve doesn't hide her face at all as a superhero.
1: Neither does Omni Man.
0: Right, <laughs> but nobody. No one
1: figured that out <laughs> until Amber does.
0: Right, <sighs> but I'm saying Amber, who is friends with Adam Eve. He goes, Oh, you're just like a superhero. And then he goes, Oh, there's a new superhero. And Mark, and like, is he able to put two and two together very easily? I don't think she necessarily knew that uh, Omni Man was Mark's dad. That's not what she figured out. Yes, right? she, it was. She figures that the- out. She figures that out right at the end when it's like, Oh, yes. Omni Man's left after becoming a giant supervillain. The one superhero that I'm related to, who, well, not related to, but have relations with, uh, is ne- his his secret identity no longer has a dad? Oh, that's real easy. Not everyone has that information. <laughs> Nobody on well, earth knows that Mark is Omni Man's son. She just, managed- just
1: no one else gets there under any circumstances at all with Omni Man. He doesn't wear a mask, and he's a big person with very specific chiseled <laughs> features. I'm just saying. Somebody would figure it out, and he's a public persona. He's an author. It's not like he's an accountant somewhere.
0: Well, anyway, I mean, he's a public p- uh, persona in the fact that he sells travel books, right? Like, yeah. who's a Popular, na- name? A fa- name a famous travel writer. Go.
1: It doesn't have to be famous, but he's more famous well, than if, anybody if, who well, has a regular nine to five job in an office.
0: Well, no, no, no. But if your point is that travel writers are recognizable on the street, name one. Because he could write travel guides all the long day as a shut-in. No, that's <laughs> unlikely. <so stupid. laughs> but okay. I don't think he was actually writing anything. I think uh, Cecil was just being like, "All right, some ghost writer write a book. we can call Nolan." There was a book.
1: moment where his wife says, "Aren't you supposed to be writing that book?" And he goes, "Yeah, I." Am.
0: Well, you're on a I deadline for something. the book. Um, I mean, mm, it's weird. Maybe. Maybe he's
1: not writing it entirely, but he's writing something.
0: He's doing something. Which, how does he find work to do, like time to do that ever?
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's a good question.
0: He's always off fighting a kaiju.
1: He's <laughs> always off fighting something. It's yeah. true. Anyway, I'm just saying Amber's the only person <laughs> in the whole show that we've seen put two and two together and identify regular people are superheroes. That's it. That's all I'm saying. No one else does. Mark's best friend fails on two counts. To figure this out, three counts to figure this out because he's met Mark's dad, and he's in class with Adam Eve all the time, and did not put those two together until somebody told him.
0: When did he meet Mark's dad? I
1: Maybe mean, he's just an idiot. Well, because he says after Mark tells him that Omni Man's his dad, he goes, "Oh yeah, how did I know?" <laughs> out? that's why.
0: <laughs> I suppose so. Like there is the a yeah. moment. There is a moment in like the first couple episodes where. Is his friend named William? Um,
1: Yes, thank you. Thank you for helping me with that.
0: William's like, you know, Omni-Man's got that, like, kind of hunky dude look going for him. He's clearly into him. He's like, you know, that mustache. Ooh. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Makes it especially bad that he can't put two and two together that it's Mark's (laughs) dad.
1: Yes. Maybe he's just an idiot. I don't know, man. Yeah. Anyway, good stuff. There's, uh... Man, the robot monster girl stuff is really interesting.
0: Uh, yeah. I think. Yeah, I mean, so like, I'm not uh, disinterested, but I'm more interested if uh robot man, like Rudy, the person, is going to get Explosion Man's exploding abilities. Right. Yeah. That
1: would be interesting.
0: Because he's still just like, now he rides around in a robot. Right. Which... Which You don't need to do. Just send the robot the way you always did.
1: Right. That's what he's been doing forever. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Also, like, so with Monster Girl, she started out as, like, a 20, 30-something-year-old woman, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And every time she turns into a monster, she loses a week. Right. She becomes a week younger. Mm -hmm. And at this point, she looks like she's 11. Mm -hmm. So, like, okay, I get it. You want to help people, but my like come on maybe self-preservation is more important than this lady (laughs) I just at what point are you gonna stop like when you're a toddler when you're an infant what's the plan here if you keep doing it will you cease to exist
0: I mean eventually she'll get young enough she doesn't have any conscious awareness that she needs to transform
1: or maybe no control over it and she just transforms whenever she gets upset about something maybe that's bad
0: Maybe. Or the robot just will saying, find a cure.
1: I'm just saying, if I was her, I would have quit a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. I get it. She wants to help people, but there are limits. Come on.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: That's it. Okay. Also, I feel like if she did her hair different, she would look less like a child. Because like, she is frustrated about the fact that she looks like a child, right?
0: Right. Hey, do There me f- are plenty of
1: people who are short
0: Right, but okay Do me a favor, you've got a daughter, yeah? Go give her what you consider an adult hairstyle And see if she looks like an adult
1: It'd be more so like an adult mm-hmm. I'm just saying There's nobody th- over the age of 18 who wears their bangs Like that in the year 2020 Come on I would. got like s- a little barrette in there She's trying to look like a child
0: I don't know Okay I I I'm not so up to date with children's haircuts that, you know, <laughs> maybe, uh, you know.
1: Anywho, uh, anywho, good characters, good story, interesting mm-hmm. stuff.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. Highly recommend. Is that it for today? Do we have anything else?
1: Uh, oh, a uh, new Disney Plus show, The Bad Batch, came out today. I didn't watch it, but Uh-oh. I'm planning on it.
0: I wasn't
1: Okay It's um it's, it's clone trooper stuff
0: Yep, that's why I don't care Fair enough <laughs>
1: Well I'll give it a watch And I'll tell you if I like well, it or not
0: Well good luck, I hope it's good for you
1: Thank you, me too Hmm mm. What else, what else I think that's
0: it I think oh, yeah, that's I think the show I think that's the show, yeah
1: All right, good stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, that's going to be it from us today, then. Thanks for hanging out for another edition of the Falcon Paladin Hour with Somicron. This is cast live and streamed live at twitch.tv slash Somicron. uh, Tuesdays at about 9 p.m. Eastern, if you're into that kind of a thing, about 1 p.m. Australian. Yeah, if you enjoyed this, feel free to check out patreon.com slash somicron to support the podcast and somicron directly. <clears throat> the stores at falconpaladin.store. Mm-hmm. And until next time, as always, stay safe, stay healthy, and above all, take care of yourself. Goodbye. Goodbye.